from WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, and I'm excited because we have blues royalty in Studio A this week with the Cashbox Kings. The band's 10th album, Hail to the Kings, came out in 2019 to critical acclaim in the blues world, and this hour they'll bring the sound of classic Chicago and Delta blues with a performance recorded live right here in WNIJ's Studio A. I'll also talk with band leaders Oscar Wilson and Joe Nosek about their backgrounds and their music. Stay tuned, it's the Cashbox Kings, this hour on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A on WNIJ. I'm Spencer Tritt, your host, and our special guest this week is the Cashbox Kings. We'll hear a mix of classic Chicago and Delta Blues this hour from the band, and I'll also talk with the band leaders Joe Nosek and Oscar Wilson later on. We've got a lot of great music for you this hour. Recorded live in Studio A, this is the Cashbox Kings. Thanks all you joining us out there. Cashbox came playing for the first time in about six months. Great to be here. I'm sitting inside a tent right now because I can't wear a mask. And it's the first time I've ever performed inside a tent, sitting down, cross-legged. But uh, it's so great to be here. I want to quickly introduce the band. we got John W. Lawler on the Big Dog House bass. Soji Naito over on the guitar there. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. 43rd Street himself, Oscar Wilson on the vocals, Derek Henderson back on the drums, Mr. Billy Flynn on the guitar, yours truly, Joe Nosek, and special guest, how do, this, how do they let this guy in, Jimmy Begley, everybody on the piano. I don't know how they did that one. I had nothing to do with it, trust me. All right, we're going to get it kicked off here, the Jimmy Rogers song.
Shout out to 43rd Street. I always have to let them know at home how I feel. And ladies and gentlemen, I want y'all to do one thing. Keep it bluesy, baby. All right. Next is going to be a song that's very near and dear to me. It's called Come On In This House. Used to be years ago when you heard this song, you knew it was going to be either one or two things. A good time, zoom, zooms, and wham, wham, the blood would flow. That's right. I don't know 43rd Street. I got to tell you. Here we go, Joseph, you kick this thing on off. Ready, Billy?
You're hearing the Cashbox Kings, recorded live in Studio A. You can find the band's 10th career album out now on Alligator Records. It's titled Hail to the Kings, and you can pick up a copy from cashboxkings.com. After the break, more from the band's live set in Studio A, and I'll talk with members Oscar Wilson and Joe Nosek. Stay tuned, there's more to come from the Cashbox Kings this hour on Sessions from Studio A. This is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, and the Cashbox Kings join us for a night of blues here in Studio A. Once again, you can find more from the band, including their latest record, Hail to the Kings, online at cashboxkings.com. And in just a moment, we'll hear from my talk with band leaders Joe Nosek and Oscar Wilson. But first, here is another from their live set. It's Cashbox Kings, this hour on Sessions from Studio A. (laughs) 
Joe, let's talk about my baby because she's sugar sweet. You got it. Hey, thanks to all the people out there. We got people from uh, London, England, and yeah. all around, all, all parts in between. Uh, we got some requests to tell you who the band is. We got Oscar Wilson up front, John W. Lawler there back behind him on the uh, doghouse, Soji Naito on guitar, Derek Henderson on the drums, Jimmy Bagley, guest star, good buddy. <laughs> and, and, and noted goat farmer, uh, Jimmy Bagley over on the piano. The one, the only Billy Flynn over there in the corner. I'm Joe Nosek sitting in uh, my kid's uh, pup tent so as not to get hot, hot harmonica breath all over these guys. We're doing our best to stay safe. We hope you are too. Uh, we're going to do Muddy Water song. That's all right. Uh, sugar Sweet in the Key of G, everybody. Going out to my dream, y'all. All the way to Switzerland. Box Kings, performing Sugar Sweet by Muddy Waters. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A. After the band's performance, I sat down for a talk with band leaders Oscar Wilson and Joe Nosek. The duo seems like an unlikely pair at first, with one from the south side of Chicago and the other born in Wisconsin, 
So let's hear how this band came to be in the beginning. Well, I, I, let's see. I think I started the band with some uh, some of the other original members probably back in two, 2001. And about five years later, I think we ran into Oscar, our, our lead guitar player, met him and said, hey, I, I met this guy and I want him to come sing with us. And I said, well, that sounds fine. We'll have him sometime. And we were playing Buddy Guys Legends in Chicago that weekend, nice. which is probably the premier blues club in the world. And he said, well, I want, him to, I want him to come down and sing at Buddy Guys. And I said, well, whew, I don't know about that. He said, trust me. And Oscar walked in the door, and I think he had like a, a bright orange suit on, all just decked out. And I'm like, well, this guy looks the part. And he got up there, and he sang three songs, and he got like three standing ovations. It wasn't orange, Joseph. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> That's how I remembered it. <laughs> what color was it, Oscar? It was tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> tangerine. It was a, it was a sharp looking tangerine. I'm I'm partially colorblind, so I, I can't tell my tangerine from orange. But uh, yeah, and he's been part of the band ever since. What was it like playing at Buddy Guy's Legends there? Ah, in it Chicago. Was a, it was a winner for me. I mean, you know, I could only dream about you know playing that job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we. You know, I went from being a kid sneaking in there when I was like 18 and saying, man, if someday I could even get, you know, near that stage. Right. And, you know, pre, you know, before the pandemic, we, we play there once a month, and we're headlining, you know, Friday or Saturday night. So it's, uh, it's I, I really miss that place. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of places I miss, and that's at the top of my list. Oh, yeah. And, and Buddy, just about every time we play, Buddy will come up on stage and sit in with the band for a number or two. And I, yeah, I really, he won't really miss sit it. In the be- he won't come up there if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's right. You got the approval. Yeah. 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 Oscar, I wanted to ask, how did you first start singing? What drew you to the blues in the first place and singing? I've been a fan of the blues, I think, as long as I can remember. I mean, maybe three years old, far back as I can probably remember. Uh watching uh, blues men in my house playing uh, blues, like um, Big Smokey Smothers, Elmo James, Junior Wells, Lil Max Simmons, um, uh, Honey Boy Edwards. You said at your house? Yeah. So you had a music, like a musical family then? Yeah, my father was yeah. a blues man. Uh, he passed away two months before I was born. But my mother, you know, they would come down there and Friday night, fish fry, and, you know, play those box guitars. Back then, you know, you mm-hmm. didn't need amps. Mm-hmm. And when people was playing, people mostly shut up, and they weren't looking at their phones. <laughs> you know, and uh, as a little kid, I wasn't interested in playing. I was interested in that sound. You know, I was always attracted to it. But uh took me to come to a little one-horse town like Jamesville, Wisconsin, and meet uh, his guitar player, his original guitar player, yeah. at a BFW, you know, to get going. I would have thought you guys had played a lot more than just a few times this year. You sounded really, really tight. <laughs> like, well, they're uh, professionals. I I mean, that's yeah, the, that's right. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, that's the thing about... Um, um, uh, this band, everybody is multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. You know, it's like Joe can play guitar, drums, and, you know, you never know what you get. Oscar plays about anything, bass, yeah. guitar, drums, oh, yeah. you know, but, piano. You know, it, it's, but, I mean, you know, as far as the mainstay instruments, they're all professional, you know. And, like, that, la- that last song I did, we just did it, I mean. It yeah. Wasn't, yeah, we'd never played that before. No. So, you know, it's, you know, you just say the key and, you know, what you're thinking and boom. That's right. Same question to you, Joe. What first drew you to the blues and uh, playing harmonica? Well, I heard it, um, you know, mainly in my, I think my first exposure to my dad's Rolling Stones records. And I, when I was seven, eight, I started listening to those. And I'd, I'd look at the songwriting credits. It'd say Jagger Richards, Jagger Richards, Jagger Richards. And then it'd say... McKinley Morganfield. <laughs> like, who's McKinley Morganfield? Who's Chester Burnett? <laughs> so you couldn't Google it back then. So I, I went down to the library and I started 
looking these guys up and I found out it was Muddy Waters and, and the Howlin' Wolf. And so I started listening to old blues and jazz after that. And uh, when I was a teenager, I moved to Chicago and I started going down to Chicago Blues Fest every year for every minute. And I got to see so many of the original guys and uh, and then also start sneaking into blues bars down there. And, and I, at the time, I was, I was a guitar player. I was like a Bob Dylan, Neil Young wannabe. <laughs> And I decided, man, this this stuff's way cooler. <laughs> and I knew there there were a lot of lot more guitar players out there than harmonica players. So I figured if I had a chance to gig, it'd probably be better if I focus on harmonica. So that's kind of how I got into harmonica. You've nice. done well. Yeah, you you done well too. Yeah. You're doing all right. And what's that mic you're playing the harmonica through? Because it sort of gives it that gritty sure. Chicago, you know, sound. Yeah, they're old bullet mics from like the yeah. the fifties. A lot of them are like they used to use them as dispatch mics for like uh, yeah, like truckers, truckers and stuff. or taxi cabs, yeah. and so it's a like a really highly compressed sound that that does break up and distorts, but it's also really warm at the same time. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When we return from the break, more from the Cashbox King's live performance in Studio A and more from my talk with Oscar Wilson and Joe Nosek. Once again, you can find the band's new record, Hail to the Kings. That's online at cashboxkings.com. Stay tuned for more live music this hour on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A and our hour with the Cashbox Kings. In just a moment, we'll hear more from my talk with the band, where I'll ask about some of the songs played here today. But first, another from their live set, recorded here in Studio A. This is the Cashbox Kings. Oh, I feel so bad. wonder what's wrong with me
not true. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. The Cashbox Kings, performing live on sessions from Studio A. Let's hear now more from my talk with band leaders Joe Nosek and Oscar Wilson. I asked them to tell us a little bit more about some of the songs from their performance this hour, including one from earlier in this set, Come On In This House, which Oscar told us used to mean when you heard it, either it was going to be a good time or blood was going to flow. Let's hear about that song now. Oh yeah, that, that song... Was near is actually near and dear to me. I mean, like, uh, like I said during the uh, thing, it was a song that my stepfather, mother, and we used to split it like a six-room apartment, and it was like it was eight of us, nine with my stepfather and uh, uh, my cousin. Them next day, it was a whole bunch of them, and we split that apartment, one washroom. So it had to be at least. It could have been at least 20 people in that whole thing. Anyway, uh, uh, they, my stepfather and my cousin-in-law, I would say, they were working construction. And uh, when they would come home, and when that record came on, the Junior Wells, when that record came on, uh, we either knew that it would possibly, it could be a great night where we had Zoom zooms and wham whams, candy, and you know, they bring us stuff back from the restaurant. You know, we stay up late a little bit, you know, or, you know, blood will run. It's gonna be a fight. And I didn't realize what come on in this house meant back then, but I know what it means now. I'm not telling y'all. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> you gotta find out for yourself. But, you know, uh, and then, uh, like some songs that I do, uh, that I'll do, it's like from the past, you know, already been done by somebody else, but it touched me, you know. And uh, Joe does a good hard job on that. It's really, we do something a little longer, but we cut it short for the program. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really a knockout, yeah. straight up. That's and there's cool. something else we did that was, uh, oh, Blues Man Next Door. Yeah, all right. Now, that song... It's, uh, it's really true, you know, and uh, it should have gotten more airplay, but I guess during these times they didn't. But uh, it's about uh, playing the blues, you know, being a blues singer, and when you're on stage, they love you. Oh, we love you, love you, love you, but if I move next door, you don't love me. You know, you don't want me living next door to you. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And so that's what that was about. Because I came to him. I said, hey, man, that, you know, everybody loved me on stage, but I moved in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Kind of the hypocrisy where, you yeah. know, these days the vast majority of the blues audiences are white. and But it's kind of shocking in this era of social media where you see these blues fans. And it's a very small percentage of them. But... You know, people will come to your shows and then they'll post something on social media that is so ignorant and just, you know, a lot of times straight up racist that it's just that makes you scratch your head because of the cognitive dissonance. How could you be a a blues fan but then hold these unenlightened views? So that we we thought, man, that this would be an appropriate song. Yeah. Or or issue to speak out on. What was the name of that one again? Blues Man Next Door. It's yeah. off our latest release, um, Hail to the Kings on Alligator Records. Some folks say they like my blues, but they don't want me living next door. You know 
But if they saw me in the neighborhood, man, they probably call the cops. You know that's what they're gonna do. Play your guitar.
good just like some mountain oysters frying on the show. That's it for our hour with the Cashbox Kings. You've been listening to Sessions from Studio A. Thanks so much to the Cashbox Kings for performing, and a huge thanks to you for joining us this hour. Find more music from the band and pick up a copy of their latest record on cashboxkings.com. Sessions from Studio A is produced on the campus of Northern Illinois University by Jared Ortega and yours truly. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks so much for joining me this week, and I will see you next time on Sessions from Studio A. Come on, Justin, one more time.